Sometimes you have to grow up before you appreciate how you grew up. A quote from Daniel Black. Hello, my lovelies. I'm Jay Akrenensai and I wanted to share a few thoughts, yes, around the full moon in Cancer, but also some kind of end of year thoughts as well. I'm recording this. It's just gone 2 p.m. here on Sunday, the 24th of December. It's Christmas Eve. One of the things that I've become very clear on this past year is the notion of, for myself, what is it that only I can do? What is it that only I can contribute to the collective? Now, that may sound very egotistical to some people, but I firmly believe that there is something that only you can do. There's something that only I can do. And that's the individual portion of the collective, right? If you know the Aquarian um, line that I always say, which is the collective is a bunch of individuals. It's all of us as individuals contributing. That's what makes the collective. And the worth of no individual is lost. Now, yes, in a very kind of materialistic, um, mechanistic reality, an earth reality, and we are in an earth season, that can come about, you know, what we do physically what we do it can be our careers we look at that I think a lot of when we search for purpose and meaning in our lives we look for careers that are fulfilling I think that's more of a western notion um, capitalistic notion of a human being's worth you know we're all um, cogs in a machine you know that can it we can come up from that and I've used examples like that before as well but that only works if the worth of a human being is what they provide financially or, you know, if they, what they, what role they play within the economic system. And that is not the inherent value of a human being is not the way that I see it anyway. And not when we're talking about a full moon in cancer either. So with this idea of, you know, what is it that only I can do? And I've brought that to my personal readings as well. There are so many readers that anyone could go to, right? So if you're looking for a tarot reading or a just talk or, you know, I don't provide them anymore, but, you know, when I did pro provide readings and I'm still, I'm still booked until the 19th of January. So I'll have a load of these that I'm going to be doing. In the background of my mind, there is this notion of, you know, why is this person come to me? And not from why they chose me and not even from what I offer, but from a higher perspective or from a, a deeper understanding of there is a reason why we are meeting each other, why our paths are crossing here, why this person has been watching me. And some of you know that I've had readings with me that when I've looked at your chart, it's amazing how many people we have conjunctions or we have aspects in our charts to the point where at least one of you, your moon is exactly the same degree as my moon. I think it was something like three or four minutes apart. So it makes sense on an astrological level when we, we look at the charts. And I've shared my chart with a few people saying, just so, just so you know what I'm about to say, I do understand I have the same aspect or I have the same, you know, I might be, uh, I am a Sag rising, somebody else might be a Sag rising and they have their Mars in the seventh house, same as me, right? So we have a deeper understanding and a very two of cups, you know, common ground, but that doesn't mean we're going to express the energy in the same way because no two charts are identical. So when we talk about, you know, the unique value of a human being, what we're actually talking about is who that person is, you know, so who are you? Um, what have you done with all the experiences that you've had? How do you deal with your emotions that come up? How do you express them in the world? 
And that's where that oft said, but, you know, I don't think that often understood word of authenticity comes up, which is to just be who you are. And I think the North Node in Aries is helping us with this of how can we just show up and be exactly who we are in any given moment. And part of that, I think, for any human being within ourselves is to realise that we will discover more of ourselves in that situation. You know, if it goes horribly wrong, we realise who we are in our reaction. And, And that comes down to our emotional life, I think, or the emotional side of who we are. And emotional is a word that comes up a lot when we talk about cancer, especially a full moon in cancer. Cancer is ruled by the moon. And so what I hope to do or talk about in this in this talk is just some of the themes and some of the reflections that I see. And that that's a good word. Reflection is a good word when we're talking about the moon. Remember that the moon does not have its own light source. It reflects. It is the sun that shines on the moon and then the moon reflects that. And so I do believe that we we have this clarity on what are we reflecting or what is reflected within us. We had that new moon in Sagittarius two weeks ago and there were loads of amazing astrologers. So they will go through the astrology with you and explain it to you from an astrological point of view. I'm very aware that I come to this from a much more kind of archetypal theme place, which is what interests me about all of this. You know, you could talk about anything. We could talk about the weather and I will show you how there's an archetypal theme around that. You know, it's winter, it's the the winter of our cycles and, you know, all of that. So I'm very aware that I come at most things from an archetypal place, not from specifically to talk about astrology or tarot. And you guys know that about me. But two weeks ago, we had that new moon in Sagittarius. And, you know, you heard this from a lot of astrologers about it's a new story. I do see Jupiter as the storyteller, um, you know, the knight of wands, if you want, or the Sagittarian energy of adventure and being a truth seeker and being ready to play a new role, to live a new story within our lives. And I think around that, you know, if if when we're talking about new stories or we're talking about the, the new moon in Sagittarius, then that's our conscious awareness. So, you know, if I said to you, oh, what's this new role that you're playing in your life or what's the new story? You know, we may come up with, I want to live more of a spiritual life or I want a career that fulfills me or I think I'd like to start a family you know these stories that we have that is our conscious awareness now what happens when we go in a new direction or start a new adventure or begin a new play or a new story however you want to whatever words you want to use to describe that for yourself usually when we head on a new path we stumble across an obstacle and For some people, not for everyone, but I would encourage you, think about where you are right now. Did an old story come up for you? Now, that may not sound like a great way to start a new story. It's like, what? Why is is an old story coming up when I'm trying to start a new story? I would urge you to consider that from a place of, this is what I don't want to do anymore, or this is not the role that I'm playing anymore. Contrast is a big deal, right? So when we're confronted by a situation or a dynamic that we've experienced a million times and you know it can be very easy to kind of collapse in on ourselves and be and say you know that nothing ever changes everything's the same you know why do I even bother you know that can come up and that's okay if that comes up but I truly feel that when we head down a new path oftentimes what happens is 
we find a rut or we find a ditch that we kind of have. It's like, why have I fallen straight in a ditch? Like the first steps I take on this new path and I'm, I'm stuck in a rut. Now, the reason I'm using the language of stuck in a rut is because the four of cups is moon in cancer. It is connected to the transit of moon in cancer. And interestingly enough, it's opposite card. The four of pentacles is sun in Capricorn. So I will be referring to these cards. I may use them in the thumbnail. So you should see them on the screen right now. If you are watching this as a video rather than listening to it as a podcast, I may also include images from the after tarot. So the after tarot, and I use it sometimes, you see me use it. It is when, it is what happens a moment after the ride away, the traditional ride away. What happens a moment after that? In the after tarot four of cups, you see the person has, well, they've opened up. So, you know, in the traditional, they have their arms crossed, their legs crossed, and they sat there looking at the three cups in front of them. And in the after tarot, they have taken that cup, which they didn't see in the, the traditional right away version, and they're emptying it out. And that's what, how I feel this phase. It's an emptying out. As we empty it out, though, we look at what is being emptied. So first and foremost, whatever comes up for you around this phase, and it can be a deeply emotional time of year anyway. And when I say emotional, I mean it as a neutral statement. It does not have to be good. It does not have to be bad, you know, but something can come up. And I think I talked about this in at least one of the seasonals that I did. Um, or was it a weekly? I don't know. I did so many readings in such a short space of time that I don't remember where I said what. But we can be confronted by something which we decide, right, no, never again. Right. This is the last year that I'm going to do X, Y and Z, whatever that may be, or to feel this way or to whatever. Right. Now, I want you to consider this in the Four of Cups. Do you see that three cups that come up in front of the guy? Well, when we're doing general readings, and some of you know this now that I've for the first time had a personal reading with me, a personal reading is a very different beast from a general reading. So there are certain themes and dynamics that a reader like myself, I just talk about myself, that I bring to a general reading, but it's much more nuanced when you're talking to an individual. And if you think about it, that would make sense, right? When you're talking about the collective, then you want a message that individuals can make their own. So you're going to give more of a general message in that sense. But when it's one specific person in front of you, then the message itself becomes much more nuanced. It's not as simple. It's much more nuanced. So one of the ways that we look at those, those three cups right in front of the guy in the four of cups is in relation to the three of cups, which would be support, which, which would be our network of support, how we show up from an emotional place, how we share um, with our loved ones and they don't have to be family it could be family friends whoever right how we show up from an emotional place and and that's mercury and cancer right so how we speak how we share of our emotions how we take in other people's emotions but the theme that I want to bring up for the, those three cups in front of the guy is think about that as the past why do I say that because when we're at the four the three of cups literally is the past it's the stage or the phase that we have just come out of so each of those cups can represent a different aspect of your past. Yes, you know, we can say very generally speaking that it's how we emotionally share and support and how we are open to people emotionally sharing and supporting us. But if we're starting something new and you can see these threads that I'm pulling together, this new story and we're a new character and maybe we've got new characters in our life as well. You know, there's cast change sometimes that goes along with this, which I will just confirm here. 
you do not have to change the cast yourself. Trust me. If you start showing up exactly as you are, the cast change happens automatically. You know, if you say your lines or speak from whoever you are, from an awareness of this is who I am and this is how, you know, I'm doing this because of me, not as a reaction, not as a, you said this, I'm going to say this, as a kind of, this is who I am. This is who I even choose to be if you want, right? But you are very aware that how you show up is from the place of who you are, what you uniquely, how you are taking in that situation with that awareness. Some people won't have lines to say to you. There will be nothing for them to interact with because the person that they were used to interacting with is no longer there. And I'm going to talk about one of these dynamics in a moment, which is the child parent dynamic, which can come up when we're talking about Cancer and Capricorn. So if you think about the Four of Cups and the Four of Cups person is looking at the past then in a way right um if each each of those cups if we see them each individually as an ace of cups then one would be the emotional growth that we've experienced one would be the spiritual growth that we've experienced you know what we have given our emotions to in terms of emotional investment i know that's eight of cups but at this point if we're looking at the journey that we've been on emotionally and you can take that back to the new moon and cancer that we had six months ago there is an opportunity here, I feel, with this full moon in Cancer to see what our conscious decision was around the Sagittarius new moon and to see what is reflected emotionally within us. And that's, it's deeply emotional. It is a, an un unconscious part of us or mostly unconscious. I think this is a great gift to be able to see this. And what would the themes be around this that come up around anything to do with Cancer? It would be you know, protection, um, emotional security. So we talk about protection, security. Am I safe? How do I feel safe? That's why we talk about home and family because those ideas of security and where we're safe to be ourselves comes up. Within this community that I work in, if we're looking at, if we call it the spiritual community, the tarot community, the astrological community, the, the self-awareness community, whatever you want to call it, right? Whatever works for you. One of the dynamics, and you know, even in psychology they do this, is the inner child, inner parent dynamic. Now, there are some great resources out there on this, and I'm actually speaking to you from the perspective of you guys are very aware of that dynamic of the inner child, inner parent dynamic of where, you know, what are your core emotional needs as the inner child, and how do you parent them, right? How, what kind of a parent are you to your own inner child? And when we first start exploring dynamics like that, of course, we think to our own childhood, who we were as children and how we were nurtured and brought up. And this is where, you know, childhood trauma can come up or memories from our childhood or, you know, just facing our past. So in a way, the four of cups, right? Facing the past of what support looked like in our past. I'm in no way, shape or form trying to you know, shit on the inner child, inner parent dynamic. But I am interested in a new era. It's a new story, right? Sagittarius, new moon. A new story around healing, around inner dynamics, around our relationship with ourselves and how we show up. And so I'm trying to look beyond the inner child, inner parent dynamic. Now I'm going to share, obviously I have my own relationship with my own inner child and if you're on the Discord server, then you kind of know this has been going on for a little while. That page of cups that got torn from the steampunk tarot was, it was 
very fitting kind of culmination to all of my musings around this. One of the things that we've looked at and talked about in the last six months is permission, right? And if you think about that, that's one dynamic of a child. And when I, when I talk about children, I'm talking about children, children. You know, I mean, I'm someone's child now and I'm in my 40s, right? But I'm not a child, even though my parents, I am their child, but I'm not a child. So I'm talking about that part of us that is like a five-year-old or a six-year-old. Five-year-olds and six-year-olds, they ask for permission or they are given permission to do things from the parents. And in that sense, a parent gives a child what that child needs. Again, I'm talking in very general terms. I'm not talking about any one specific parenting style, right? And I'm talking from the point of view of our own inner, inner children or inner child, right, that we each have. And I think what we first do when we get into the inner child dynamic is protect the child. Whatever our idea of protecting the inner child is, that's what we call self-care. So it may be cutting people out of your life. It may be taking time out to hermit mode. It may be withdrawing. It may be pampering yourself. You know, whatever you see as that dynamic of self-care and it comes from how you want to protect your inner child. That in and of itself isn't good or bad. It's a phase, right? We go for a phase and anything that is helpful, beneficial and liberating at one point can become detrimental and confining if we stay there too long. So when we frame ourselves as just, you know, an inner child and a parent, and I noticed this, if you want to know backstory, because I, I learn through what I'm doing and I see the, the changes in the energies. If you notice with the, the page of cups, especially I'm thinking of here because that's the inner child card. The pages have changed in their dynamics, in the readings. Much more they speak to the next step after mastery. And that's what I'm speaking to here as well. That, you know, I'm speaking to your mastery. I'm speaking to your kings where you have mastered something else. This is not something else to fix. This is not where you're still messing up. This is, all right, I've mastered this and I'm ready for the next step. I think it was the Virgo reading. And thank you to the person who left a comment on the Virgo reading because you reminded me. I think I made a statement in the Virgo reading of, you know, we're all covered in scars in some way. And we can have this drive or we can have this feeling of wanting to be unblemished, wanting to be pure and innocent again. Um, the Six of Cups, right? We want to remove all scars and marks of what was done to us when we were the most vulnerable and I would kind of suggest that those scars are not going to go away but then that we wear them proudly of the battles that we have fought and we all have fought battles and when we're there you know we've healed the majority of that pain that comes from there and now it's about how we function in the world from that place of, you know, all right, so I've got a scar left over. But are we trying to scrub it away? Are we trying to remove it so that it never happened? Which isn't going to happen, right? Our past did happen. Even that guy looking at the three cups in front of him, they're there. They happened. And you had an emotional journey with them. Now, let's just look at the Four of Pentacles for a moment. And the Four of Pentacles is a, well, it's, it's sun in Capricorn as a transit. Sun I'm seeing as Venus in Capricorn as well. But I'm just going to see it as sun in Capricorn because that's what happens when there's full moon, right? The sun is in one sign and the moon is in the opposite. So the moon is in Cancer and the sun is in Capricorn. 
Now, this is one of the ways that we can use this, you know, when we're trying to protect ourselves or find emotional security. In its most negative sense, the Four of Pentacles cuts itself off from everything. And much more than just, you know, no arms or legs free. But if you look at it from the point of view of the chakras, then the pentacles represent material reality, earth energy. And you see a pentacle on his head. So that means he's cut off from spiritual information, right? The crown chakra is covered. I don't need spirit. I don't need any of that. I'm, you know, that's purely material reality that this person's interested in being in. No divine assistance. Thank you very much. But then also you see the pentacle that's held in front of him and he's covered his throat chakra. He's covered his heart chakra. I mean, the whole of the torso is covered here. And that is, I don't want to speak about it. I don't want to feel about it, right? Totally cut off. And then even under his feet, right? So what is this guy grounded in? He is grounded in the pentacles. He's grounded in what he has. He's grounded in just material, physical reality. Now, if you see these two together and we're trying to understand our own deeply emotional, unconscious reality, our own themes around protection and security and how we feel comfortable in our own skin, then the four of pentacles show someone who they just find security in you know what they're doing in how they spend their time in their resources now that isn't the whole story with the four of pentacles and that's why we call it a comfort zone right because it is a comfort zone it's it's control you know he has control over his physical reality how he spends his time and sometimes we do need to tighten our belt and tightening our belts if if the kind of, if I had to pick a phrase for four of cups, it would be stuck in a rut. And with the four of pentacles, it is tightening our belt. And it's the miser card. Sometimes we do need to do that. We do not have, in, in terms of material reality, we do not have endless resources. When we're talking about material resources, you know, we don't have infinite time. We don't have, you know, an infinite amount of energy even. So, Yes, we have to be aware of how we are using our, how we are using our resources. But if the four of pentacles person, so, you know, once you've had that emotional understanding of the four of cups in the four of pentacles, ultimately what the guy is trying to do is not be vulnerable. And that's why if you look in the background of that card, he's away from society. He's outside of the community. You know, this is something that he's gone off and done by himself. Now, in the most positive sense, it's the understanding that I have to be able to give myself secure. I have to be comfortable in my own skin. Now, I have to find a way to be grounded in myself, to protect myself, to comfort myself, right? And that's when we can go off and, you know, work on things. That's when we can go off and, you know, pick the mountains that we want to climb. No one's going to climb the mountain for us. We have to climb the mountain ourselves. So, yes, we understand that. But there can also be a theme of isolating ourselves of seeing ourselves as an island, cut off, self-sufficient, independent. And then that card says there can be no growth if we do that. Now, the card is also a reminder that he may have the front covered. He may have the, the pot that he's showing us, right? He looks straight at us and he's telling us, I'm safe. I don't need you. 
I have my pentacles here. I don't have a lot, but I've got something and this protects me. The four of pentacles and the four of cups, they're, they're supposed to be foundations. You know, that's where the agents of chaos come in. They're foundations. Four of cups is an emotional foundation, meaning cancer. Four of pentacles is a material foundation. So maybe you have the deposit for something. Maybe you've worked hard and learned how to experience something. You know, you've learned how to manage your time after the first three, because this is, you know, the, the ace, the, the two and the three have happened before both of these. I think one of my favourite Four of Pentacles cards is the Four of Pentacles of the After Tarot. And in that one, what we see is you see him holding onto the pentacles and he's had to pick the ones up from under his feet. <laughs> right? He's picked them up, he's holding onto everything, but he's not holding them as clearly as he was in the original one. Why? Because you see death approaching. It's the reminder that it doesn't matter what you do, how much money you accumulate, how you get your career straight, how you spend your time, all of these things that we can control, right? It doesn't matter how you do that. Death comes for all of us. Change is a constant in life. Things change. And why I kind of really like this card is death is approaching from behind this person. And that's the notion that's the whole point of this is that as covered as he may be in the front his back is exposed as much as we may try to armor ourselves with material safety and security it's the emotional safety security protection that we really need and you know the more we look for a certain feeling right and this is where we we pick things, do things outside of ourselves to give us that emotional feeling. You know, if I I feel happy because so-and-so did this, I feel great because I just earned this amount of money. I just got that promotion, which we are meant to enjoy those things. But the reminder in the four of pentacles to the five of pentacles is that they can be taken from us. You can lose that job. You can break up with someone. You know, death takes all of us. Natural disasters happen. So if our security comes from material reality, then that is not empowered. There's there's no power in that. Yes, we are to enjoy those things, but they don't really offer us any kind of emotional security. And we actually make ourselves more vulnerable when we insist just on that. So we're trying to find a happy balance, right? And this goes to why we do certain things. Now, as much as, you know, the devil is a card of obsession you know our a toxic relationship with material reality can show us that right what we're tempted by what keeps us bound the four of cups is also a card and when i first learned to read the tarot it was the card that would denote that was the point at which we would make if we're bored if we feel stuck that we may start overeating we may start drinking we may you know we lapse into this kind of quote-unquote bad behavior or you know negative habits as it were because we feel so empty, because we don't have that feeling. Nothing is giving us that feeling. This is where we'll go back to the inner child, inner parent dynamic. So, you know, we've been protecting that child. But if we do the job right as parents, as inner parents, that child is becoming more confident. That child is safe to grow. And that's ultimately what we do when we protect something. I mean, think about even when you're growing something in your garden, right? The shade is there too. So it has the space to grow. So it's not burned by, you know, the sun um, at its zenith 
um, on a hot summer's day. It doesn't burn that. We have sh- we throw things in the shade because they don't need direct sunlight. Or we use some kind of, I mean, I have these bamboo sticks all over my garden that help support the plant when it's just growing. But the whole point of it is to grow, not to remain stuck. Whatever dynamics you use within yourself, so the combination of these two, whatever dynamics you use within yourself, you know, how you how you take care of yourself, how you protect yourself, how you emotionally support yourself, you will look for those out in the world. Now, that may be easy in one sense, if we're talking about the inner child. And I have wondered a lot in the since 2020, when I believe, in my personal opinion, that a lot of governments treated their populations um as children you know you don't need to know this you know it's okay we'll make the decisions they took on the kind of parent role and we were the children like you know you don't need to know that the parents will take care of that you know information wasn't given in the uk we're having a covid inquiry right where a lot of information's coming out of what the public was not told we may look to people in our lives to take on that role of a parent for us you know and I don't think anyone would really say that they are doing that you know most of us say no we're not you know I'm not doing that I I don't need anyone to be my parent but we've looked at some of these themes six months ago about around permissions when we look for people to give us permission to be who we are to feel how we feel to do what we're doing that's not their job they're not our parents but if we are still working from an inner parent in a child dynamic, then whether it's consciously or unconsciously, remember this shows a lot of unconscious dynamics that we have going on around these themes. And that's the main part of this. So even if it doesn't register, you're like, no, I don't do that. Think about it unconsciously. If you're working with an inner child, inner parent dynamic, then you are looking for that outside. Now, you may not have an within your inner child, inner parent it may just be for safety, for security, like, you know, permission may not be a thing. Uh, that's a word that I've been using a lot, but I've noticed from speaking to people that they are describing the same dynamics that I mean from permission, but they don't use the word permission. Um, they see it as love, as security, as comfort. And think about what that means, that, you know, whoever I am, however I show up, that you make me feel good, right? you allow me to do that without any kind of resistance without any kind of friction and without any kind of confrontation but you know I get to be who I am and I just get a hug and a pat on the back and a pat on the head well yeah for me that's permission and we do that when we don't share our ideas because people won't agree with us so and I've talked about this a lot over the past six months so I'm not going to go into it too much here but There are ways that we look for permission, when we look for agreement, when we look for understanding, when we look for, um, you know, just no response whatsoever. There's just, you know, just take it for what it is um, when we want people to say things that we want them to say. So I think that's where we are ready to move beyond an inner child dynamic. Um, And I say this with, you know, if you look at, you know, whoever your favourite astrologers are, go check them out. You've got Saturn and Jupiter playing roles in this. They both, you know, Saturn in Pisces is going to be sextiling the sun and trining the moon at the time of this um, full moon. 
and Jupiter in Taurus will be trining the sun and sextiling the moon. So they both play a role in this. And part of Saturn energy and part of Capricorn energy is where we mature. It's where we grow up and not as a kind of, you know, grow up, you're just a child, but where we're ready to. It's the next stage of our development. The number of people that I've done readings for who have Saturn in Pisces, whether it's their first Saturn return or their second, it's been mind boggling to the point where I was getting deja vu in a few of them thinking, hang on a second, haven't I just done this? You know, haven't I just done this reading? So I feel personally, a lot of us are ready to move beyond that. Doesn't mean we don't have an inner child. And I have very dramatically been saying that my inner child has died, which means my inner parent has to die. Now, what does that mean? And I'm not saying they've died. I just believe they have matured. They are changing. And maybe I don't need them to be at the forefront anymore. You know, my inner child doesn't need protecting, but it can help with me setting my intentions, right? It can help me to identify my whys and what motivates me. So the role of the inner child changes. It's not something, you know, it's not the main thing. And you could think about that with parents who maybe we've got spiritual empty nest syndrome. Like that's one part of this. Maybe I'll call this video that, that, you know, um, <laughs> spiritual empty nest syndrome. Because if we really have been doing the self-awareness inner child stuff that we've been doing, then our inner children have changed, right? We've been giving them the love that they need. There's no one to blame, right? If that means for us to be where we are, we did get everything that we need. And I know that's massively triggering for some people to hear that because I know the kinds of past that people have had. I know what I've had um, growing up, but that's just it. I'm not a child anymore. And neither are you, if you're listening to me, you're not a child. And so we use that part of ourselves, the inner child, as our imagination, as our inspiration to help us set intentions as we go forward. And we come out of that need to be safe and secure, which what does that mean to be safe and secure? It means that, you know, we're given everything that we want. But remember, a parent doesn't give a child everything that it wants. It gives the child what it needs because the parent knows better. Now, here's the other part of that. So if the inner child, we've looked at the inner child there, what about your inner parent? So if you're coming from that dynamic of an inner child, inner parent um, story within yourself, then you are going to try to parent people out in the world. Because however we frame our own inner reality, we do that with other people. And of course, we don't look to someone and think, oh, you know, I'm your parent. But think about what parents do. Are we deciding what other people need? We don't know what they need because we're not their parents. Now, this is a dynamic that we will get into more when we get into Aquarius season. But think about this in terms of family. We have certain expectations from our family, you know, rightly or wrongly. I think that whole thing, the dynamics, they're so complicated and they're so unique and personal to us. You can have, you know, four children in one family and each and every single one of them raised the same, same parents, everything. But they were not raised the same. They each had a different experience of that family dynamic. And so they have different needs. And so they have different requirements. They have different stories that were born from that. So I want you to consider this in terms of if your inner child has matured and doesn't need protecting anymore, has learned to walk, has learned to play, goes to after school clubs and does all of that wonderful stuff now, right? Is, has its own, you know, knows how to play with people, 
is not wounded at home, you've given that inner child confidence to be, then the parent takes a step back as well. And that's why I'm going to call this spiritual emptiness syndrome in that think about, and I know plenty of people, I saw it with my mum, like when we were all grown and you can feel a little lost because your life has been about the inner child for so long or about your children for so long. And now they're all away at college or now they're all away at doing other things. And so you have to find a life, you know, maybe you'll take up a hobby. My mum took up cycling and working out, you know, you discover other things you realize that your whole role is not just that of a parent not just that of cleaning up after yourself right you're in a child not just trying to fix or heal or prepare things or worry or do all of that now I recognize that this may not be what a lot of people are talking about out there around the cancer full moon but hey this is where I'm going with it and this is what I've experienced in my own life over the past year it's not just children that need to grow and change and evolve. It is also adults that need to. And this is a much bigger theme. And, you know, we'll talk about this, like I said, in Aquarius season, because think about your friends. Your friends are not there to give you what you need. And I say this as someone I consider myself at being very good at friendship. And part of that is I support my friends in what they want. Now, I had to learn how to do that in a in a healthy way because I think I was bringing a parent dynamic to a lot of this for so many years in that it wasn't what they wanted I was diagnosing them or deciding what they needed and that's what was my codependency and maybe I had missed out on my own like whole inner child inner parent dynamic but when you have a healthy inner child inner parent dynamic within yourself you don't play that role out in the world whatever your own inner dynamic is that's how you will see it when you have an inner parent that scolds your inner child constantly berating it, you know, telling it how awful it is, that's the voice that you will hear out in the world, whether it is intended or not. These are some of the, the deepest feelings that can bubble up within us. And I'm not sat here trying to tell you what comes up in its place. You know, what does your parent do now that the inner child has grown up where it's now not just this thing or part of you to protect and keep safe but it is there as an inspiration to you I don't know what is inspired but I do know personally for me and that's why I love that four of cups from the after tarot this feels like an emptying out now for something to be emptied it must be there so if you have difficult emotions that come up during this and it's probably been happening for the last couple of weeks right this is not just now now, if you have this notion of a new story and it's like, yeah, but I don't know what I'm doing or I don't know how to do that. These are the things that must be cleared out and emptied in a way for us to be able to have a new story. It's not just about playing a different role out in the world. It is about playing different roles within yourself, framing your relationship with yourself in different ways. Now, some of you may not have the inner child in a parent dynamic. I understand that. But you have another dynamic with yourself. What is that dynamic? We all see ourselves in certain ways. You may have a teacher-student dynamic within yourself. I just picked parent-child because Cancer Capricorn, right? And Cap Capricorn is a Saturn-ruled sign. But if you think about even the first Saturn return, we can take inspiration from, you know, the Saturnian themes that we, we've all explored in our lives. When you've had your first Saturn return, you know, and if you haven't had it yet, when you will have your first Saturn return, 
that's when we really grow up. You know, it's late 20s, 30-ish, right? You know, 28 to 30. That's when we have our first Saturn return. And we may have jobs by then. You know, some people get married. Some people have had kids at that time. They pick their careers that they went into. And at that time, we are no longer defined by who we were. We're not defined by our families. We're not defined by what we're studying. So think about before that, you know, in your even up to your teens as, as a young adult, even when you start work, you may say, oh, yeah, I studied this at school or, you know, I, I live here or, you know, whatever those themes are. But they're still childlike. They're not childish. They're childlike. And we take greater responsibility when we enter um, a second Saturn return. Oh, sorry, a, a Saturn return, first, second, whatever. It's a greater responsibility for ourselves. And, you know, it's not going to cut it. Oh, I didn't do my homework. If you don't get that project in, you're probably going to lose your job. Like the consequences are greater when we have a Saturn return and when we come off that age. And it is a coming of age. That's what any Saturnian cycles are. So emotional security and, I don't know, I keep saying protection, but whatever that stability is, we don't rely on the same things. Like it's not going to cut it. We take responsibility for our own emotional reactions and how we tend to ourselves. We don't look for parent-child dynamics out in the world. You know, unconsciously, I get it. We don't do that. We don't set ourselves up as, you know, I'm just a teacher because for every te- for everything that we teach, we also learn. I think it's pretty perfect that this Cancer Full Moon comes at the end of the year. And it, it's, um, I think it's just after midnight on the 27th in the UK um, when the full moon happens. So that'll be the 26th on one part of the world, the 27th for the others. 26th, 27th is when this Cancer Full Moon happens. It'll be just after Christmas. And for a lot of people, I know not everyone, plenty of Christmases that I've spent by myself, you will have seen these dynamics in action. You will have been around family. You will have seen your role within that family. And, you know, it can be very easy to turn it into that uncle so-and-so is, oh, God, look, that again, I'm not going to deal with this person or do whatever. They reflect dynamics within us. It is a cancer full moon. It is our own deeply, deeply um, emotional response and let it come up. I'm not going to say it's going to be the most um, enjoyable experience to let these emotions bubble up, but let them come up so you can empty them out. So you can understand that, you know, if someone disappoints you, what was your expectation from them? And it's not to make excuses for other people. It's about your own emotional needs. How have had you framed it? What was your emotional need, unconscious emotional need from that person? from that dynamic, from that situation? You know, have you got it set up emotionally and mentally to have like a hallmark family Christmas and it's never going to happen because it's never going to happen, right? It only happens on hallmark. That's why we watch things like that because they're wonderful. It's a wonderful, beautiful fantasy. Okay, I think I'm going to leave it right there with this one. Let me know how you get on. Let me know. I mean, I know not everyone celebrates Christmas. It's just easy to say. I, I live in the UK and Christmas is just the the thing this time of year. I mean, I'm not Christian, so I don't have any religious um, traditions or beliefs around Christmas. But it's always been, you know, everything closes down. It's part of 
the tradition of my country, we all have time off work. It's a wonderful reason to get together with loved ones, to eat, overeat, um, to watch, spend time together. Like you don't really get a chance to do the rest of the year. So for me, that's what Christmas is just a time it's a time of work you know I work I work very hard and so it's in those couple of days you know I get to just chill unwind to cook um to eat to laugh to drink to you know do all sorts of things that I don't wouldn't usually get the time to indulge in the rest of the year whatever comes up for you I hope you'll be gentle with yourself I hope you'll be gentle with others I do want to add here actually before I go I forgot to add this but we'll talk about this more in Aquarius season the erosion of the family unit i've talked about this before and it always comes up when we talk about cancer i think it's been deeply deeply detrimental to society and when i talk about society i'm talking about western society i live in london for god's sake right i'm talking about western society that this kind of extreme individualism well we don't need anyone that's the four of pentacles and you cut off the flow of abundance if you stay in the four of pentacles too long we all need phases like that we all need to tighten our belt sometimes and just buckle up and get it done, right? But it's not something that can be sustainable. And we cut off the flow of abundance if we stay in the Four of Pentacles for too long. Yes, we risk loss. But even in the Five of Pentacles where they're rejected, they're out in the cold, they've lost the Four Pentacles that they had, but they're not alone. We may struggle, you know, when we don't have that security that we're banked on, but we don't struggle alone. I think going forward, there will be a dynamic of, we will understand, hopefully, and this is maybe my Aquarian vision for the future, that, that we will have a different notion of what family is. You know, if prices keep going the way that they are, you know, people can't afford to buy houses, that's the state in the UK, you know, mortgage rates are too high, whatever. Who knows? Maybe it'll be friends that buy big buildings together and they buy these um houses together and you've got friends that grow up together um you've got that as the new notion of family where you have more and more people living in communities together um the shadow aspect of that is going to be cults guys i'm just saying i've been saying it for years you know i've been saying it for years that's part of the shadow i see of pluto in aquarius where there is the darker side of community is is a cult where we lose think about a cult guys we lose who we are as an individual that you become part of what that cult deems you are supposed to be that is a loss of self and i believe community is a celebration of self that you get to be whoever you are good bad or ugly you know whether you irritate the shit out of everyone or whatever you are you are a necessary part of that community you bring your ideas and notions to you know you may disagree but families disagree with each other. But what is the notion of that? We support one another to be who we are. So I do think we're headed into an era of new family dynamics. But that has to begin with our own internal, you know, parent-child dynamics. That's the, the easiest one to look at. All right, I could ramble on and on. I'm not going to. I wish you guys a wonderful, wonderful end of year, whatever it is that you end up doing, whether you're with family, whether you're with yourself, you know, whatever it is that you are doing. I love you guys very much. I'll see you next time. But that's all for now. Goodbye.